you know, grief is hard enough, but if you add guilt, you know, all the what ifs, the shoulda, woulda, couldas to that list, it's too much. The loop that plays in your head will either help you or keep you stuck. And if your loop is telling you that you played a role in your loved one's death, it's going to make for harder days. Now, this is something that you have to want to be rid of. And there is a way to do that. So join me today as I share what my what if loop told me and how I became free from that burden of guilt. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening down under in Australia, our spotlight country. I've started over with the countries because it is a new year. And California in this new year is still edging North Carolina out as a state with the most downloads. But it's literally a difference of about 10 between the two states. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 60 countries. This tells me that grief is felt throughout the world. So please know that whatever country or state you're in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. Today we're going to talk about the shoulda, woulda, coulda syndrome. It's how to deal with the what ifs and guilt of grief. Years before Monica was diagnosed with melanoma, she was told she had hepatitis C from multiple blood transfusions back in the days where the blood wasn't being tested. There were medications that were not available yet, so you had to get into a clinical study to try them. The day she was to begin a Duke University study on one of those medications, she received a call stating that they had already had too many white females and she couldn't participate. That began my quest to learn about health. I was in graduate school for exercise physiology, so I knew how to research. Through the next several years, I learned more than some of our docs at the hospital knew about a plant-based diet, what they called lifestyle medicine. We learned of the positive health outcomes of other people with chronic diseases such as heart disease, diabetes, and even cancer. We drove five hours with Monica's cousin to the western part of the state and were introduced to a medical doctor from California who only practiced lifestyle medicine. He shared how his patients before never got better with all the medications. They never got well, but how they did with a plant-based lifestyle was inspirational. He was actually one of the grandfathers of this movement that is getting to be a lot more mainstream now. When Monica received her diagnosis, 
the theory of lifestyle medicine turned into action and the excitement and ease of just reading about it was over. The transition from what we were eating to completely plant-based was literally overnight. It was a drastic change from chicken and pastry and other Southern comfort foods to juicing salads and smoothies. And it was hard. But in order to support her, I was militant. And I worked hard to do everything perfectly. After all, this was truly a life and death issue. For the first month of our transition, I resented the change and the additional work of juicing over 50 pounds of carrots every week. I stocked the fridge with lots of greens and other vegetables, so that's all we had. Over the next nine months, we both lost around 100 pounds each and felt better than we ever imagined. We were like, man, there's something to this. And Monica's mole, which was removed, never grew back, which the doctor said it would within a couple months. We thought we were on to something. So three years later, when she had back pain and we learned that the melanoma had returned with a vengeance, I was dumbfounded. At the time, chemo was not recommended, only a radical surgery on her leg. So the approach we took was Monica's decision, but I became overwhelmed with guilt. Why didn't I push her to have surgery? What had I missed or done wrong with the plant-based diet? Did we not exercise enough? Did we not juice enough? Now, these are the broad questions I'm sharing with you, but I was in the deep weeds with it. I dissected every single thing I did on a daily basis for those whole three years. Ultimately, I felt like it was my fault that it didn't work, and it was my fault that she had suffered so much. Then, after Monica was diagnosed and she received her healing, she believed with a faith as crazy as Noah's that she had been healed and was just waiting for it to be manifested. They wheeled her into the hospice house, and she's telling them that she's only there to complete her healing. And as she becomes sicker and more debilitated, I'm overwhelmed again with the failure from the health journey. And now I'm feeling guilty that I pray for her healing and that God will take her within the same prayer. I want to believe and to have that kind of faith, but I'm double-minded and I take on responsibility for her deteriorating condition. I also contemplated giving Monica too much morphine so her pain would end. All that began my thinking that I was a terrible person to have such thoughts. And after going through it, I now know that my thinking wasn't clear. I was reacting from issue to issue. But you see, when she died, I just kept saying, I am so sorry I let you down. I'm so sorry I didn't have your faith. And that loop, it wouldn't stop playing in my head. That's when my fight with God began. So I wonder if there's something you are holding onto as it related to forgiving yourself or someone else you were grieving. Was there a doctor that you didn't think did the right thing? Are you blaming yourself for decisions that your loved one made that led to their death? Is there something you should have seen that might have led to a different outcome? And do those thoughts torment you, especially when it's quiet? Is your anger directed at someone who you believe took your loved one's life? Now, once you go down the guilt trail, you think about all the shoulda, woulda, and coulda dones, all the harsh words spoken or the kind words not spoken. Guilt is a heavy emotion, but it can also make your grief more complicated. I don't know what happened to your loved one or 
what you've taken on in terms of blame. But what I do know is that God is sovereign. He knows all. So while he didn't cause any of that to happen, he did allow it. And I knew that. I knew God was sovereign. But accepting it and letting go of my role or the guilt of my role in Monica's death wasn't so easy. Because then it would mean that he allowed it. And that hurt me worse than blaming myself. Coming to terms with God allowing it tested everything I believed about God and about what his word said. Knowing he allowed such pain didn't make sense to me. But then again, nothing really did. So during my first year, the year I fought with God, he showed me through his word, through needed words spoken from other people, and through songs that I did do the very best I knew how, that I didn't have all-knowing power, and I was not the great physician. Only God was. I asked him for forgiveness for anything I did or didn't do that contributed to Monica's pain. I didn't have to take on the responsibility of saving Monica's life. That's not a job for me or any other human. God kindly allowed me to accept Monica's death, his sovereignty, and a knowing that it wasn't my fault. Now, as you hear me say that, you might be thinking, of course it wasn't your fault. But coming to and accepting this was a long and hard journey. And I wonder if you are doing the same thing. I remember sitting in the corner of the kitchen, bawling and turning these things over in my head, apologizing to Monica and accusing God of doing us wrong. So to say that I accepted his will is huge. And it it amazes me. These are the times that I know it was only God. Because on my own, I'd still be sitting on the floor in the kitchen. This fight I waged was truly a spiritual one. See, guilt, shame, and confusion, they are not of God. They come from the great deceiver. The lies in your head are from the devil, and they are meant to harm you. I always thought of God as my co-pilot, and apparently that was the problem. He should be the pilot. Once I made that transition from allowing God in my life to allowing God to have my life, everything changed. So if you do have any guilt, whether or not you feel it's founded, I urge you to take it to God, ask for forgiveness, and walk forward less burdened. Holding on to real or perceived guilt is in opposition to what Jesus came to do for us. He carried the burden of our sin, of our guilt, of our what-ifs, and the shoulda, woulda, couldas, and he's freed us from them just for the asking. You'll be able to deal with the grief better once the guilt is gone. The word of the week is Isaiah 57. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. You have to claim that. And the song of the week is letting go. It's time to let go of the guilt, the shame, the lies, the what-ifs, and the shoulda, coulda, would've. See, fear has no match for his love. Your journey works for this week are, think about the thoughts that just keep looping over and over. Are they of God? Remember, confusion, pain, shame, guilt, that is not of God. So if that's where you are, then just take it all to God, ask for his forgiveness, and forgive yourself, and see what God will do. Now, this may happen in a day for you, or this may take a year like it did for me. I hope not. I hope you're not as slow as me. 
but do take some time to think about this. It can change the rest of your walk. And here are other ways to help you move forward. If you want to be a part of a faith-filled group of women who get the pain of grief, the priority of faith, and who encourage and support each other through the hard days, then join the private Facebook group. You will feel welcomed and supported in a way that other people who haven't been through this cannot. If you're ready to put action behind your desire of healing, purchase the What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop. Don't put this off until tomorrow. Take this brave step now. You'll complete one section each week over four weeks. It will give you time to process and time to implement. The workshop gives you direction and action steps towards healing, and it will help you grow closer with God even when it's hard to pray. This is what you need in your first year or if you feel stuck. If you don't have a church home, then visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Links to everything you need are in the show notes. And in the meantime, remember who holds your future and know that you are not alone. And keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on this couch, and keep taking those steps, however small, slow, or ugly, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.